welcome everybody to another episode of the monkey business show and that was my jay impression uh he's not here as you can see but instead we have uh we have a way better guest or a way better panel member just kidding but not really uh moon meander welcome 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 hello thank you thank you hello it's good to be back back in og somehow <laughs> <laughs> That's a good intro. I like it. Yeah. No, long time no see. I mean, the three of us being being on a call many, many, many years later. Fun stuff. World is funny. How is everyone? How's life? Everyone is great on the team. Uh, everyone is always uh, high-spirited. Atmosphere is great. We just got Rasmus on board. Uh, we in talks of signing him and confirming the details. Uh, is his so accent still really Danish? Can you can you tell? So Danish, and we always make fun <laughs> make fun of him, and we make fun of the two Europeans because it's like uh, we call them the two the two white guys, and we put them in the same hotel room and everything. Now it's great. <laughs> All right, just segregated it. Easy. That's good. I mean, I feel like the accent things they actually get worse. They don't get better, honestly. I feel like really, yeah. I think like I have this theory that when you're really young, they're bad, and then you know, as you're like in your your best, uh, you know, you're going up in life, you're in your fast life, then it goes. You know, you put the you put in the effort, it gets better, and then there's at some point you reach a point where it's like you stop, you care less, and then it mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. get worse again. You get worse again. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, and maybe he's getting at that point. I don't know. So. I'm not surprised that the, it's it's still pretty pretty thick. Uh, the Danish one is the worst, though. Everybody agrees. <laughs> Speaking of teams, though, I gotta say congratulations on on making it to the major and second place points. Good shit. Good Thank shit. you. Yeah, it took us like a long time to get here. The roster stuck together after getting a pretty disappointing finish at TI and. Uh, but the big thing was sticking together after filling the qualify for two majors last year. Uh, it was one in a similar fashion, tiebreakers, and then the other one, uh, we went five and two. We lost to Quincy EG, and it was uh, best of three that we went two one uh, against Quincy. So once again, it was like narrowly missing it. At this time, same thing, tiebreakers, and we beat it's Quincy in the, same the best scenario. of one. Oof. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, how was it? How was like the tension that day? How was like the tension release after winning was it was a super i mean playing for it was a lot super, right it, it was super because we didn't go to a major for a long time and the first major got canceled so even we got second in the first tour quincy won the first tour eg got third yeah and uh second then the major canceled for the regionals and vision and regionals was nice but it was kind of like you know not really an international land which is what i really wanted for my team to have international experience because they're so young they're so young and uh winning this was like a like a wave of relief washed over me and i i couldn't really focus for i, I don't want to give excuses but after beating quincy we i was really relieved how was it like how did how, how's the feeling to know that you're gonna get back to like a major and stuff and knowing that it should be happening this time uh just feel uh people were messaging me like a week ago uh, saying like the major is going to get cancelled, China is stuck, and CIS League is not happening, it's going to be another regionals. I'm like, where are you guys getting all this information from? And the people are like, oh, from like PGL staff. I'm like, 
But it's ESL running this. How? Why would PGL staff know anything? Yeah. And, and uh, they were like, so a lot of rumors are floating around. And I got kind of terrified. But just it uh, looks like it's going to go ahead this time. And being able to compete, uh, it's it's so important for my team because uh, TI was the first international land for a lot of my players. And finally, now they, uh, get, they get experience to buy. But... Uh, it was a brand new patch. We're just there two days in the patch hit, so they really don't really have like any strategies going to it. And uh, this time was like the first like uh, post patch international land my players were ever uh, second one. Says so TI, or that's a major one. Brylan Saberlight, they would get right? experience with TI. Brylan Saberlight, yes. Yeah. Timado to a certain extent because he went to TI like really early, like TI five or something. Yeah, well, it was the, and the he didn't TI Reso standing in, right? I think it was the same TI. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I think oh, so. Oh, TI7. TI7. Which one was it? Yeah. It was TI... Is Rezo standing as TI7 or 6? For some reason, seven, I, seven. I linked both seven. events that it was Timaru's first TI and Rezo standing in. Uh, it's just, I don't know why I remember it this way, but I think that's correct. I, I remember now. It's TI7 because Rezo stood in because we failed to qualify as uh, Digital... Oh, was it Digital... Thunderbirds or Planet Odd. Uh -huh. One of those teams. <laughs> A lot of team names. Yeah. And then... Uh, uh, so it's been like what four four years, I guess, because of COVID. This that since he attended TI and went to a major land. So like, but now he's a different person, completely different than he was back then. Even so. different role too. Oh, uh, so. when I when I first picked him up, he was just like every uh, every other uh, carry player I knew. Just uh -huh. wants to maximize GPM, hit creeps, once in a while show up and kill people. <laughs> you know, the good old, you've been there, you've been of part course. of it. Of course. And then you, you got to teach him, like, how to, like, play fast. And he's like, oh, but I keep dying. I'm like, I know, I know you keep dying, but I'm gonna God, go back you got to learn to death. Fuck that. I'm going to yeah, make my Yeah. Yes. And then uh, after a year and a half of uh, persevering with me and... Uh, uh, he he improves immensely, so much. I think he's my most improved player since I played with him. Oh man, that feeling when you have the core players that don't really read the game or or they do think a lot about like stats. I mean, we we had a few discussions on this th throughout OG as well. Where I mean, throughout I guess just professional, where it felt like in Dota it all became about numbers and G like net worth and that these are things that kind of paint the most accurate picture of the game. But people didn't really look at like hero matchups, items, like actually being on heroes, how the fight's going to go. Uh, and I do think it corrupted a lot of, especially core players, right? Because all of a sudden it just became about 50 gold or 1,000 gold or 2,000 gold. And it's and then you get to that point, like even when you are ahead and they don't know what to do with it, like this the best way to kind of fucking win this game or fuck them up. Like, because, you know, all they, all they thought about was getting the money. It ends up just being about that, getting the gold. Um, that's painful when you have one of those black, economical black hole core players. But I, that's I, cool to hear. It's cool to I hear, know man. exactly what you mean about the, the math of the Dota. For example, it was you guys versus EG, and you guys had that IO Centaur Spectre lineup with the Aghanim Centaur. Oh, the rough and game. Yeah, even though like you guys were down 20k goal, I always said, like, I think OG can still win this game because of the damage reduction, the way it worked. Was the Agnims of Centaur stacked additively with the IO overcharge with the Spectre's third spell? Someone did the math on that and Spectre did like 
94% damage reduction, yeah, and then all in the Spectre, <laughs> he popped back and wiped them all. Yep. I was like, yep. Yeah. Got the BDR TD, which easy does right now. BKB's on cooldown on. It's gonna walk into him here. The Manta dodge. Buyback's gonna come out for Seth. They feel like they can maybe try and take this fight, but Somali's in with the combo. The damage is too much. Oh Hannah's just getting critted down. They've lost Jerex. Hannah trying to run himself away, but the burn's too much. Seb jumps in. The buyback, the hawk from Anna. Easy comes into play. Can he turn this one around? Seb falling low. Taken down with a homie whistle. They'll get on TZ. Can they get anything more? They're able to fight oh, Tiny. Oh. They're able to fight Fly. The buyback hawk from Anna. Absolutely doing it. The buyback's there from OG. No hesitation is now Teezy, he buys back. There's four dead on EG. Three of them don't have buyback. Then you guys are abusing that so hard, and that's what uh, I think. That's like a great example of the math thing that people don't look at. Yeah, exactly. And it's like you could also make a case, like a simple case. It's like let's say they have 10k gold lead, and it's it's on one hero and carry. What if there's a there's an opportunity to blow him up before the fight fire, the, the start, the fight starts, you know, or like to to change stun him. Then suddenly you have one the... Bane or yeah. whatever, Razor, Razor versus Dusa strats, like there's so many things where this match just is like, it's completely fake news, you know? Exactly, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I think it's like, even, so there are players that probably allow themselves to be guided by that. And I think even players that kind of know that it's it's a little bit of like fake information. I mean, as, as in you have to, you have to be smart about how you want to use it and how you want to let it impact you. I think it impacts you anyway. Uh, it's hard to to like push it away completely, um, yeah. But it is what it is, and it it's it's cool. At least I feel like the old guard of players, which I guess we all are, uh, or or all were, uh, is um, it can probably be helpful to younger players also that pr never knew Dota without that. Yeah. yeah. I would give like the young guys out there watching Dota to you know, they are watching their replays, the young teams out there advice is that when you guys watch a replay, you guys down two, three K, four K go, don't lose heart. It's like it doesn't mean shit, honestly. It really doesn't, yeah. Back in Dota One it was replays without any of that gold stuff. People would have to do like math on how much people had, I guess, and items and stuff, but they didn't do that. They're just talking about the game like, well, shouldn't this happen or shouldn't this happen in the fight? And I mean, obviously, it's a good tool for casters to get an idea or for people watching to get an idea that, oh, this game might, might be looking really rough for one of them, right? 7K at nine minutes, like, oh, boy, this is not, yeah. Um, but really, it doesn't, it doesn't really paint any picture of, it, of the game, necessarily. Wouldn't you guys say it would be a cool feature that you can disable it as you watch the replay? Like, actually hide it for pro players so that when you watch, you you try to not, get phased by how the game looks and then maybe it's easier to actually think about how the game really looks which because yeah as you said you know sometimes you're behind in xp gold whatever but you're still leading the game easily and sometimes you're even and you're actually getting completely stumped and there's not much you can do about it i think it could mm. be cool if you could like just hide it because if, if if the figure is just there in front of your face it's kind of hard to ignore it even though you try not to look at it I don't think yeah, many people uh, think like this, but but maybe maybe they would consider something. I don't see like why it can't, they can't put it in. If it's long, it's optional. Should be yeah. pretty easy. Should they make other stuff optional, like sprays, banners, and and taunts, hero taunts? Keep that in, they man. Put, Keep that in. 
<laughs> you should keep it in. People should always be able to see it. Yeah, I mean, it's one. part of the fun of the game. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I 100% agree. Uh, uh. I think some things may be a little over the top sometimes, like what is it, the Mirana ulti uh, with the with the cosmetic. Like, yeah, the the one where they turn like slightly dark, right? Like, everybody is like, like the black dark. Now or something. Yeah, so if you play yeah, against on yeah. the TV, you can't really actually see which one it's is on your image. It's actually hard. Yes. the real TV. Yeah, it's so yes. difficult on some things. So difficult. Mm -hmm. Nick's rage. If he has like a dark set, it's like is he raged? I don't know. Like I have to click <laughs> it and now look for the buff icon. You guys know the uh, Ursa? There's like a Ursa set where it feels the like one. He's always, always ulted. Yeah, he's always yeah. ulted. It's actually so hard to play. Yeah. <sighs> Some of these things I think are just over the top. So if they want to keep all the sets in, I think uh, they should make either fix it or make it optional, at least with those, because that's like pay to win. But all the other stuff, I would love to, for them to keep it in, you know? I don't mind like taunts being longer cooldown now because some things were pretty insane, like the Spear Breaker taunting, I think, six times a minute or <laughs> ten tiny, times a minute. The tiny roll of stuff. Oh my God. <laughs> you get, you get bullied by some bus for tiny and it just keeps rolling. It's just pretty annoying. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite one right now is the high five. Yeah, Whenever you like it's killing so someone good. or they can't do it in here, you just high five. <laughs> it's great. It's the best. It's the best. Oh, Sounds like something you would use. I mean, these features are really fun. I think they add like a, a, a new, like another layer to the game, basically. And it's 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 good for. Um, I think it's good for viewers for entertainment, but I think it's also really good for players, and it's really fun. And yeah, it. Um, so I, I I was watching uh like Thompson's stream this morning and I realized he has a name for what he calls the anger hit. Do you guys? So the, the anger hit to him is like, you know, he's playing this one v one and then he gets two denies that he's probably not supposed to get and he starts getting anger hit by the enemy, the, the other mid laner. And <laughs> That's what it's called. Yeah. Does that sound like? Does it ring a bell to you guys? The anger hit. Does it make sense? Yes, I think I've been guilty of that one a couple of times myself. <laughs> I think we all do it. We all do it. It's like, yo, you got two denies on me. I have to start right clicking this guy. Like, just we don't even know why we do it, but we just do it. It's, it's, it's way funnier with like range heroes, right? You have the queens with the storms. They go mid. There's like the two lasses. They go for them fair and square, and then they miss them. And you see like the whole switch up in how they use spells. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and <laughs> this is probably a good time to high five the guy. Probably a good time. Uh, a lot of players, I think, got tilted by all this, right? A lot. Of, like I know a few names who of players that got really affected. I think maybe they like I, I remember Fada. Fada was also very triggered, and then he became the the king of chat wheel now. Like in yeah. Tundra, right? I eat the yes, cheese, the bane taunt, like oh, nonstop. Yeah. Oh my god! And then the the sync spray. The spray, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I I see you've been using that. This is fine, Johan. I was watching earlier. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I mean, my games have been okay, honestly. Like overall, there's less toxicity than I would say last year overall in my games. I don't know if people have just like lost, lost all hope to even click enter, you know, to try to communicate. But a lot of the games I have zero people muted, and and there's like actually not a lot going on. It used to be way worse. Some days it's still bad, but I remember it being way worse in in overall pubs in Europe. How's it for How's you? It the, in NA? Yeah, the pubs. I was yeah. gonna ask. Yeah. And ever sure yeah right now oh, like... um i mean i would say it got better in the last year i felt that uh less people giving up than usual still this <laughs> always gonna be those guys and then uh the worst part about it is just the communication and they don't listen to you i would just be like
Yo, I'm coming mid. Play safe for 10 seconds. He dies. Okay, I'm gonna gank, gank, take, take top run. Just play safe. Okay, off lane. He dies. Then he pings me, and then I'm just like, yeah, I just. I was like, why am I playing support? I selfed you two times in lane. <laughs> uh, it's just, you know, I don't know. Playing four, four, and uh, this any pups makes me want to play four like Yupsor. And just like, <laughs> fuck them all. <laughs> That's how I gotta put it. That's how I gotta put it. Yeah. And uh, it's not fun, but I, I feel like uh, I've been playing a lot of EU pups. So I will wake up like in the morning, 7, 6, 7 a.m. from US West, play my pups, then play on scrims. How much? And I will you also. Good? Well, 150. It's not oh. as bad anymore. They did something with the turn rate. So uh, I could, you know, live with it. It's better okay. for me because I can play my style of four, which I think is uh, more comfort without feeling bad about it. I will boost up some like offlane on motherfucker or some Russian ranked 300 offlaner who's like 10 times better than offlanes I'm, I'm playing with. In this game. <laughs> that sounds about right. How was the transition for you actually? Like how, 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 how much you enjoy playing support and playing for specifically? I mean, obviously, people for the people who don't know, you were like a very, you know, well, like, um, accomplished offlane player. Uh, so how, how do you feel about it? I felt like it was like my true calling according to the way Icefrog was balancing the game. So when I was playing three, I always played like, most of the time I played like the threes that ran around and kill people. Like, you know, your earth shakers, and Wound I got like that. Once, yeah, yeah. once I got a couple items, I'm like, no more farming, just run at people. Yeah. <laughs> Back then, that's how bad it was played, and it's not as different. And I would play Sanking and all all this, like, initiate Centaur. Once in a blue moon, I'll play Darkseer when Tal asked me to. And then... Darkseer uh, Embers. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, so when the, they made the game, the supports in this uh, in this current state have a lot more farm, a lot more farm than fours back then. And then they made like the four, all this uh, fun initiated heroes on position four, this new like Bazoomer heroes, I call it, like uh, Hoodwink. I, I love it. It's great. It's like Zoomer I get to heroes. play like, yeah. <laughs> I get to play like this cool, like, and like little squirrel that can like stun from 1k range and do so much damage and one shot people. And I, I enjoy it. Uh, I think that support has uh, never been more fun in Dota 2. Maybe a little bit too easy and you get a little bit too fat and all this neutral items and stuff, but I ain't complaining. It's kind of like off lane, but not really. Yeah, I wish it would. I mean, I, I've said this now in almost three or four of the podcasts. I still wish they would change a bit of the pace of the game to what it was. I mean, back in, like, let's say 2016, 17, and almost everything prior to that. It, you didn't have as much stuff at minute 10. Like, the game, now the oh, game yeah. is so much faster in that sense. Like, people are able to fight for so much more CS. You do get more XP and gold. Like, supports are always, always at least one level six before minute 10. Like, guaranteed. Back then, it was like struggle. You sometimes had to choose, like, uh, you know, who to give XP, what, when to give XP. You, you didn't have, like, I think ever 12 minute BKB rushes because economy also just worked overall differently. Farming. Speed was something you almost always had to invest in. Very few heroes could afford to go not greedy like in your lineup. And now it is so insane, like how much the 10 minutes uh, dictate. Like uh, you have so little room also for small errors. People do get better, of course, and that's also a natural thing. But 10, yeah, I, I would say the 10 minute mark is people have too much overall, I would say. Or I think Dota could, you could see more or different Dota if, if, you slowed things down or changed a few things just for the early game. I do know why they did it though. 
it's for the casual gamers of the world. Because people imagine you wake up, you come in from work, and you play this hardcore-ass game. Getting older, like the Dota girls getting older from five years ago. And then you get slammed to this thing, you're playing support, you're level 4, minute 10, and you're getting shit on your <laughs> 0 and 7 crystal main. you like, fuck this game. So Icebox got it like, okay, here's like a trusty shovel so you can uh, have 150 HP, CM. Stuff like that. You know, here's a tome, so you're level 5, you can get 6, so you don't feel like trash. I know like back then, like, things was rough, and you had to work and fight for every inch. But you kind of sound a little bit like my grandpa was like, back in my day, I gotta walk 10 miles to school and stuff. And yeah, yeah you know, it sucked and all, but we're living in 2021 and we got to also pander a little bit to the casual players, the casual fans who want to enjoy the game and support and stuff. So but I can say understand that. why they did it. You say that, but yet everybody's getting lizard manned on the lane. Like, what support Dude, can you play against I a lizard? Was, <laughs> no, I was, nobody, nobody's having fun. Nobody's having fun in 2022. I was going to say, Moon, next time you get trampled and get solo killed by some stupid primal beast, you deserved it because you said you enjoy yeah. where it's going, then enjoy yeah. it. <laughs> okay, okay, I enjoy where it's going with the support balance, but it's like, I mean, it's not like I enjoy where it's going. I'm okay, I'm okay with it. I, I'll adapt to the support battle, but I'm not okay with Primal Beasts. So there's, you, can't, you can't lump up supports 10 minutes and then throw Primal Beasts at me like that. Primal <laughs> Beasts just, you just like, you just, you guys just Primal Beasts at me. You can just charge at me and trample all over me together. Oh man. Ugh. That hero is something else. That hero is something else and they've kept it for so long now. Jesus Christ. I see people getting four-shotted, you know, when they skill the passive. And everybody in my team writes like, don't hit, don't hit Primal Beast, like, don't hit him. What a great wow. concept. Like, a hero comes to lane and you're not allowed to hit him, you know. Uh, yep. What a great concept. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, before I guess we move into some real-life stuff, I was very curious what you guys think of the DPC CIS. Now that they've... Um, very very briefly they announced and now there's now they even started playing uh i need to find these standings but as far as i understand there's a chance that team spirit they might have to go division two if they lose to hr if it's not today then it's tomorrow it's yeah tomorrow as we're recording yeah. yeah okay so i i'm glad you brought this up because i had uh i had a talk with 33 on twitter about this when you saw i saw his tweet so basically i've been keeping up with the war a lot and uh, I, I, I'm always on the uh, checking, the browsing all all those pictures and videos, and I see all those like bodies everywhere and all the time. And I make make it a point to see it. My my mm -hmm. wife's like, why do you keep watching these things? I'm like, I, I want to see the truth. I want to see like what's really happening, uncovered, so when I I can really process what's really going on on that side of the world. And mm -hmm. then. Um, so people, whoever complain about the format, I understand it's not ideal. I really, I really do. I really, I would not want to play in that format either, because you know, two best of three selling a diff to you can't go to the major. But with the given circumstances, they have no time to do any other mm -hmm. format. The other only other format I can think of is the round robin. That's fair, but round robins take forever. So it has to be round robin best of one. And I rather take best of threes over round robin best of ones any day to go relegate it to diff two. Because let's say you lose like. Four, three, four, best of one. Suddenly, boom, you diff two. That kind of sucks because you don't really know whether you're playing as the better team. Then every other like team in CIS is gonna look to cheese you as team team spirit. So the only way to do it is best of threes, and then you gotta do through seeding. So I really didn't really feel like there's um, any other way to go about it within the one week time span that they had. So I felt like uh, people complain about the format. Just think of the circumstances of. Mm why it's being delayed so much and stuff. Oh, that's a good point. It's 
very valid point for sure for sure it's like you, you just gotta make the most out of the situation and in a way the fact that they're able to play it out is already big in itself exactly yeah like someone's I mean, gonna go to the major because of that hopefully hopefully everything works out i think it's good that something came instead of nothing i'm completely with that i do i do still want to not like lose lose the side of overall system perhaps that you know that this can even happen to i don't know it just feels really wrong to me that in every other i still like the idea of defending your championship and that in every other sport in every other thing that you're all, at least always going to see like the champion return you know that's something that you win with the first place in something i'm not saying maybe in esports or in dota it was flawed at some point where you win one thing and you're automatically invited like to five six things like just like that but winning one tournament or a major i think should guarantee that slot also for the next one and just seeing i mean now we're seeing that team spirit is in this situation i i think there's something wrong something yeah. is wrong in my opinion I mean, it, it just hurts the show. Like the the eventuality of them not being there, it really sucks. I think. I mean, not being there, they have to go through opens at least, and then sure, you can. You always have to have arguments that yeah, you have to play, and there's no freebies and blah blah blah. But for me, it's not a freebie when somebody wins. Um, I think it's part of the like part of the prize that you win is you get to play again next time for this. You know. Yeah, and, I w- I would agree. I would agree in some sports. Uh, like, like for basketball, no way because only two teams in the finals, and I would say at least they should be able to guarantee like into the uh, TI because there's like 18 slots, so why not? Yeah, that's Put them in. Yeah, it's like maybe even like give them the first major at minimum. If they don't want to give the TI slot to them, the TI winning team, the next major they they just can just get invited. Yeah, or you know, something. Little... I don't know. I don't know. It just feels really wrong to me that it's so... You don't get anything. Um, like, nothing. Anyway, uh, Team Spirit, no shame in losing anyway. They lost to das, the Hawk God. Yeah, of course. Everybody. I watch the stream all the time. It's so funny watching him win. Yeah, I'm playing against him Pops. He's first producer's randoms and beats me. And I'm like, what the hell is this guy? Yeah, this How does he deserve to win this game? He's good. He's good. He also has like that funny send mentality, like in some of the pubs where everything goes to shit and he just keeps on like trucking, you know, he just keeps on trucking. Yeah. I, I yeah. enjoy. Yeah, for, for those who don't know, like he he is one of the few players that actually first pick his heroes in pubs all the time. And it's, yeah. it's so random. Like one game, it's going to be a Naga. The other game, it's going to be some axe safe lane. Then I don't know, like whatever. He just first, I mean, he does play the same role, you know, almost all the time. He's a care player. But, you know, you got to give respect to somebody who's just willing to first pick his hero and be like, I'll win this game regardless of what you guys are going to try to do to stop me. So you can first pick his Fury on carry, play against like four counters and still demolish the whole game. Yeah, that's inspiring. That's inspiring, yeah. And that, that, but you know, this is how you get to demolish Team Spirit. You know, that's what that's what happens when you're willing to, you know, pay the pay the price which is of course you know there's gonna be some pain you're gonna play versus counters you're gonna have some rough games but eventually you'll learn how to make your way out of any situation any given situation which is a very useful you know skill when you want to break into the competitive scene especially and you know i think you're saying this because you're an offlaner but just having someone in your team that 
you know, who's like, yo, Moon, you can just pick me this hero, no matter what, I don't care, just give it to me. And you just click that when you don't, you're not scared of getting counterpicked, and you can build a draft around that, it just feels good when someone's willing to step up. If all three of your cores are like, no, pick my hero late, pick my hero late, you're like, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, man, I gotta open, like, dual, some, like, puppy dual support opener, and I'm like, oh, kind of underwhelming, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you're also, yeah, you're just limiting yourself really hard, right? If that's how you want to draft in general, you don't threaten some things. Like the more you threaten, the better, right? So mm -hmm. all supports, all cores, everything that you can pick should be pickable. Like, yeah, should be a threat. That thing is the worst, man. When people are not yeah, manning up in drafts and, and uh, yeah, oof. oof, oof. So how are you liking it? Like captaining and, and like leading? Uh, I have a lot of things I want to say and get off my chest, but uh, I just put it this way: I really feel like I underappreciated and undervalued and did not see what my captains were doing back then. Now I see it as a as a captain myself. I'm like, oh my god, I'm so sorry to all my previous captains, <laughs> and uh, and I'm like to my to my current self, I'm just like, uh, keep at it. You know, you gotta you gotta not falter because the moment you falter. And the moment you do, you you you're not you're the only person in the team not allowed to fuck up, like at all, and stuff. Uh, if you fuck up in the draft, that's fine. But like, I mean, like fuck up, like fuck up, like uh, uh, mentally, because everyone's yeah. depending on you. Everyone's looking up to you, and you cannot ever show any sign of weakness. You gotta always keep moving forward, being able to understand why you lost, when you lost, how you lost, and be able to explain it to your teammates every time you lose. And you gotta bring all of them up, and you gotta manage all your teammates' like uh, mental health, and yep. and also like make sure they play the correct uh, correct heroes that you want that is in sync with the rest of your teammates and stuff. And like it's just it's just not easy. It's just not easy. But I kind of enjoy it because in the sense that like I've never had something more fulfilling in my life to do this than do this. Uh, I feel like uh, whenever like we won the regionals i felt like uh, like wow okay so this is what it feels like to have your hard work rewarded and stuff to qualify in a ti you know like damn it's like yeah. as qualifying a ti as captain like oh my god you know like jesus christ i finally did it and like i could finally like breathe for like 10 seconds again before like, okay now what do i do I'm, i made it a ti now what's next and yeah the, i feel like the grind never like really never stops when you're a captain I Even think one, now, you gotta like watch replays and stuff. One of the things I, I, I could add to what you said, what you get in return also, uh, of, to of course the very heavy price that you have to pay of being a captain, is some sort of direct control over some of the things. Because for the players that have more of a easier time in the sense that they're a little bit more laid back and, you know, then I've always told myself like, okay, these guys actually have no control over what's happening. And they're kind of okay with it, uh, but when you're a captain, at least, yeah, you you get that. It's a it's a heavy price to pay for it, but you know at least you know you can wake up and you can be like, I'm gonna be in control of of this day. As in, you know, uh, it's gonna I'm gonna need to bring a lot of energy. Yeah. I'm gonna need to bring you know a lot of whatever, but it will have an impact. Yeah, you're the captain of your ship, and like. For example, in draft where like let's say they want to play like Ember Spirit, but I feel like I kind of need a, like I kind of need like a secondary carry like Lena or Templar mid, and then they're like ah, I want to play Ember, and I'm like, you know what? Can I pick you Lena or Templar because I need to learn to be wrong or whatever? And I'm the captain. I'm not gonna give you Ember, and then afterwards be like, oh shit, no, I should have picked Lena. We lost this game, and then like 
uh, I will blame you. No, it's my I it's my fault. If I give you Ember, I made the final decision. So I will click like Lina, Templar, Ember. Some cases I will click the Ember. Some cases I'll click the Lina or Templar. And then they would like, uh, I will explain to my teammates why and how and the, the responsibilities of the captain. And they will accept it better that way if they had to play Lina or Templar. Because before, if you don't, I didn't explain it to them. I'll click it for them and they're like, I don't want to play this hero. Then we lost and I'm like, oh my God, you didn't even try to play this hero. <laughs> And I had to go through all that stuff, and uh, I I understand like now like it's a lot to do with like human psychology and stuff. It's very yeah. deep. Yep. It's very deep. It sounds like you did some cool sort of reflection, dude. I sounds sounds really awesome. And yeah, I do think most successful captains teams in successful teams end up paying like maybe a heavier price on some things just. Because you, you, like you say, you, you have that much responsibility. Everybody kind of waits for you. And when you rest, it's, it's usually really bad for the team, you know? But if other people, they kind of have that leniency or whatever, whereas you don't. So, yeah, I mean, what can I say? Feel for you, happy for you. It sounds really cool, man. It sounds really awesome. At least what you said sounds really uh, profound, you know? It's just, it just makes it more 10 times better when you captaining guys you like. And you like they're great guys that uh, listen, and they they're humble, and they're just down to earth guys. So it's like very easy. And uh, it's not that's my hardest part was when feeling this team. It's hard to find like just good, talented guys that that, uh, that don't have their head up their ass. To put it in another better way. Yeah. And what's cool so, about your team is that you guys also went through lows, right? Like, as in, you know, this is there yeah. and it's like, it's rock solid because obviously you could have that feeling in teams where, you know, honeymoon or, you know, having a good time. And then when these lands come or, you know, obviously, you know, what happened at LSTI for you guys, it must have been, you know, tough to swallow. But then if the team and, you know, the spirit that you're describing, it, it, it lives through that. This is when you got yourself like a... A team that, you know, it has what it needs in terms of like mental resources to 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 do the run, and then it's gonna be about the Dota, which is what any Dota player kind of dreams of. Is like let it be only about the Dota. Actually, the TI loss wasn't that devastating. It was like a couple hours of my teammates being sad. I don't, I wasn't even sad at all because I I gave my hundred percent, hundred and ten percent the entire bootcamp. I barely slept and I just did everything. And uh, so I, when I lost, I was like. Did my best. I kind of get mad at myself. Yeah. But some of my teammates were beating themselves up, and I had to explain to them like, "Uh, okay, you can beat yourself up all you want, but it's not gonna make you feel better. And this is why we lost. This is why we lost. And I hope you can either you can either take this as a lesson or keep crying about it. And then like before the night ended, we were already like getting drinks and laughing and talking about like, like uh, what we're we gonna do for the next year already. So it was like very short, very short emo phase. That's very, that's very good. That's a good sign. I mean, you were saying before, sometimes people have their head up their own ass. I think ego probably kills most Dota teams or leads to also most changes. Yeah. I, I don't know where it comes from. Like probably is related to talent, right? Like people who are talented quite often also grew an ego with it. But it also gets to that point where you don't actually listen to your teammates fully. And don't really you stop learning kind of as much as you could be learning. And I think it's I think I don't think it's a talent thing. I think it's just a human thing. And then your part, too, I, of course, of I, course. I learned that as your part, your brain is like 
separated to the emotional part and logical part. For example, let me say like, uh, Johan, I think you should have built BKB on uh, Luna this game instead of uh, Dragonlance Manta. And you, your emotional part is going to be like, no, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, trust me, you don't play carry. Your logical part is going to be like, oh, I maybe you could have dissed some of my Dragonlance about BKB. Would I have done anything better this game? Uh, yeah, I could have fought them at this time. Oh, no, you know what? Manta is probably better. Then you, if you explain to me, like, why you buying BKB would still be bad in a logical sense, that's where, like, the conversation is going. But the most, the most players would just be like, nah, shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about. And then that's the ego part that you're talk, talking about that I, I hate so much. It's like a you, don't, you don't get the conversation rolling. You don't get the ball, like, going. You don't, like, teach me. I don't, I don't know everything. Oh, I need to know why. I need to like, ask questions. I feel like it's like a wild animal or, like, some type of beast you have to tame all the time. Yeah. Don't let it grow. Don't let it come come up, you know, and and mm. do everything to keep it down. Like I, I remember in our team, like analyzing replays right after a game tends to be like a knee jerk reaction too. People have after losing pubs or people have after anything like negative happens. It's like, why did this happen? What what went wrong? And they look for everything right away. And it's like this, it starts that whole like yeah, people are are thinking emotionally. They're being so attached to the game and they're not being rational anymore. They're just like yeah, frust frustrated. Yeah, we have a rule to not do watch games right after. We like take a little chill pill and then like come back in like 10, 15 minutes when emotions are down and then we watch it again. I think it's smart. That's why it's that's very big wise. advocate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Competition, Dota. I wonder if it's if it's as bad in every competitive game. It probably is, but Dota really. I really feel like Dota brings out so much of that shit in me too at times, and I guess past times. I, I see my league team, man. It, it, it's it's similar there. It's pretty stressful there. It's pretty crazy. Hello, I would like to ask a question. Is there a team that you're particularly looking at for the major? Holy OG, we are down my head. OG, <laughs> don't ever that. This uh, and uh, it's just I. Just one guy in the team. I, you know who you know who it is. This one guy in that team. He's fucking good. You know who it is. There's one guys, guy. I actually don't know who it is. Is it, is it BZM? It is? is it MR? Is it is it Misha? Is it Tommy? Is it is it Yuragi? Who's it? It's fucking it's fucking Anmar, dude. Oh, this guy is yeah. This guy is so good. Uh, after we, we we played, she played them. I was like watching him, and I was like, what what is what is, he, what is this guy doing? Why why is he so fat every game? So I watched the replay one time in speed, but and I'm just like. Watching him like 100 APM playing his game, like wow, he's so like patient and so normal. His screen looks so slow. His move mouse looks so chill. It looks like a like just a chill dude just farming. I'm like he's just farming. Oh, he's just dodging the gank. Oh, he's back to farming. Oh, he's just dodging the gank. Oh, he's like perfectly TPing to punish our extension. I'm just like, wow, he looks like a 30 year old dude playing. Like playing like a thirty-year-old dude, <laughs> but he's playing like on the line perfectly on a fifteen-year-old dude. Yo, yo, what's your like, problem with thirty-year-old dude? I mean, I mean, I mean, this guy is half my age and has like triple my patience. And I'm like, okay, I gotta like reset myself. I'm like double his age. I gotta like have as much patience as him at least. You know, he's teaching me a lesson. He's six, sixteen years old. So, so I was like, this guy is so good to me oh, at least. I yeah. yeah, yeah. I I don't know if I'm spreading fake news. I'm pretty sure it's true. But did you know he was like three KMMR at 2018 TI8, like around TI8 times. He's like really uh, green no. also in Dota. He's like, really, like yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all like new age, new blood, like new ideas, I guess. Like 
again, when I see it, I also I don't think I've seen anyone play like that before. Um, and with that mentality, so it just goes to show, you know, there's many ways, many variations. And the second team is LGD, of course, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, was ask you know, Selwade. If they can know, make it. The, yeah. They look insane. Have you seen their games? Yeah. They, yeah. I feel like they're just memeing against Esther, like picking random shit, you know. They didn't even bust out their best strategies and stuff. They're like, oh, we can beat them with this fucking Warlock. I'm like, what they, we approach? won with Warlock. <laughs> they won with Warlock. That's the only thing we were talking <laughs> about. Too, like, they, they won with Warlock. That Warlock tangent was nasty, rock. man. Like, I was, I was, I was oh. watching the lane. I was watching the, uh, uh, like, Cha-Cha S playing against this, and it's like, what can you do, man? You're just pressing foul bounds every wave, and the other dude is just hitting down the creeps with tree grab, and and everything dies. And if you try to stop it, you you lose 300 HP. It's like what I was just... what was the thing about the death loss because somebody had a stand-in in China and they couldn't play for the tiebreaker? Yeah, did you hear I about that? Something. Okay, I I know about that. So basically, the guy got kicked, right? Mm-hmm. And, and they found a stand-in. They found a stand. I mean, the replacement was a stand-in, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. maximum you could stand in was like three, four times, something like that. So they played. They were like, okay, we calculated. We only have three matches left. Let's kick this guy and get this guy to stand in for three matches. So they stand in for three matches, but then there's a freaking tiebreaker, dude. They didn't come for the tiebreaker. No way. So when a tiebreaker came in, they ran out of stand-in rules because the maximum stand-in amount was reached. They like begged the guy to come back and play. The guy was like. No fucking way, you kicked me. I ain't playing oh, you guys. That's what uh, I was no way. Please come back and play. Let's win. Bro, yeah, we win. Like, yeah. You get Sorry, to go to the major. Can you go stand in for me? Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Like, no way. So he said this. no way. He didn't play. He didn't play. He didn't play and they couldn't go major. Wow. I couldn't I mean, tiebreakers have. You understand? They had to play tiebreaker for the slot. Oh my honestly, god. Like, I, I don't know how it would react in such a situation, but um, I understand. I understand. It's rough because if I was the guy, like let's say I want to build a new team, and his VG gaming is not some like shit org, you'd be like, I can do this org a favor and put myself like to other orgs who want to pick me up. You're like, yeah, you know what, this guy's a good guy, and in times of their best, they even though he got kicked, he's doing it to do it. Yeah. But yeah. at the same time, if you do it, you're gonna like, man, this guy is like cuck. He got kicked and he still like helped them, <laughs> you know. And like, this, you know, like an ego, like I know, like you know, do you know like a. Uh, like, do you, do you not have any, like, uh, ego or something? I, like, you guys not watch, talking about uh, ego, but this is kind of good ego. But do, do you guys watch uh, Formula 1? I mean, maybe I shouldn't uh, spoil it for people. Maybe I shouldn't spoil it for people. Maybe some some, some people are going to watch the podcast also watch Formula 1. But there is, like, an example of, of, of exactly such a behavior. Uh, and one of the, you know, one of the big names of Formula 1 is put in such a position. And, and yeah. Uh, I think the message that it would send, you know, the message of, like, you know, obviously, you know, I'm in a, I'm in a shitty position, but I'm still like a professional and I still, uh, you know, behave as such and don't let kind of my negative emotions or my, my, yeah, my grief, like, uh, lead how, what I'm going to do. I, I think it's still better for the guy to play that, that that's my take. I understand that it's hard and stuff. And probably, I don't even know if, if I was put in such a position, if I would find the strength within me to do it, but I think even for what his is- future endeavors, it's better for him to play. What if you're just the biggest trolley asshole? You accept? You're like, of course I will play. Put a big smile on your face. Of course <laughs> I'll give, play give, for give you guys. Give me Warlock. Yeah, yeah. If the guy <laughs> has a big smile, you don't let him play. You, there's no way he has a big smile. You, you decide against oh him. You just oh take God. the mid guy's hero. You just take the mid guy's hero and walk mid. What Rage, are you going to do? Rage, big <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that's bad. That's bad. Maybe for uh, for the last bit of the podcast, we should probably try and talk about some non-video games, non-Dota stuff. Or I think everybody wants to know what's behind the um, yeah, what's behind people's nickname and online persona. I don't know if you know Moon. I'm I'm a new newfound uh, gardening enthusiast, and uh, <clears throat> I love. I heard about it. Yeah, tomatoes, potatoes, uh, anything is fun. I'm still a big noob, but I'm I'm getting somewhere. Um, and Seb has been I don't know if he did any of the handy handiwork, but he's he's been making up a, making up a place or like making a get what's it called nesting. Getting, I actually uh, have done a lot of the handiwork. Like I started from yeah, zero yeah. too, but I'm I'm getting better at this. You know, like I'm, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm uh. getting better at this. So what about you, David? What are you up to? Me. Uh... Only Dota, my hobby, I guess. It's uh, I go to like uh, like little festivals here and there. I just came back from Coachella. Oh, you was, went! Was, oh, you yeah, went! I wish I could have gone. It was crazy. Yeah, it was uh, crazy. Yeah. What's but Coachella? I, I I've heard the name, but I actually don't know what's uh, what's behind. It's like North American Tomorrowland. Oh wow! Okay. Well, are, you, are you going to Tomorrowland? One. Me? No, no, I'm not. No, no, I'm not going tomorrow. No, yeah, no. Nah. Just Coachella. May, maybe EDC. In Vegas, if uh, things pan out. Other than that, when is what that? I do... When is the EDC, do you know, the date? I think it's like uh, July or something, usually, summer. I'm probably too late to get tickets then. Oh, well. Yeah. You can always get it. It's always like on sale and oh, stuff. Oh, some scalpers, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah sure, sure. Wait, I got my Coachella tickets like a week before Coachella. And uh, that's I'm Coachella. still trying to get my festival tickets too for, for one in Portugal. But um, it's really hard, some of them, man. I'm, I've joined like 300 raffles. It, I'm losing it. And my cat, I guess. I just take care of my cat. Have fun with him. Other than oh, that, yeah? it's just uh, chilling. And uh, my side hobbies would just be playing video games. When I, I like other games besides Dota, whenever I have free time. Right now, I'm like finally got time, so I'm trying to finish like GTA 5 and finish God of War 3. <laughs> like it's, it's been like forever, you know, low back in the missions and stuff. That's what I so do you, on the side. So you play God of War? Have you played the Souls games? No, I haven't played the Souls games. Uh, I got a lot of those stored away as well. I mean, different video games for for other times. Mm-hmm. But yeah, then you like you're like oh, I, I want to buy this PlayStation Four or Five or your game, but I'm like I'm not ever gonna have time to play this kind exactly. of type deal. Yeah. What about you when you're together with a team? Do you do any um, off day activities? Like, do you force yourself to? Yes, kind of I like, force the whole team, actually. Good, I don't have good, to force good, myself. Good. I love doing it. I force my whole team to come out. So, like, uh, every boot camp, Sundays are off, no matter what. And I said, you can do anything. You don't have to play Dota. You can watch anime, anything. You want to play Dota, pups go ahead, but we're not scrimming. No wonder what people say. And then once uh, every boot camp, there'll be one day in the middle of the boot camp where I would bring people out. For example, the last boot camp, the one for this one, for the tour too, we went to the uh, Venice Beach and to the port as well, and it was so nice. And we went there, one of the swings, and uh, walked by the beach, ate a nice lunch, and yeah, that's why I brought them out for. And then at the end of each tour, I usually try to bring them out. For this tour too, we were supposed to go to Disneyland, but we got tiebreaker, so we couldn't go in and people to fly ah, back the next oh, day. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, but the one before that, we went to Universal Studios. I paid, and then we paid for it. I paid for it, and for the Dubai Land, uh, we paid for. I paid for it uh, as a team. Uh, we went to the um, the Dubai Water Park. 
That's why I went to ST. Oh, so you went fun. to the water park as well. Yeah, yeah dude, oh, that, that thing is insane. Uh, it's good. Insane. The water park's crazy. It's so fun. It's like the best thing in Dubai of all everything I did. It's it's crazy, yeah. Seb. They have the um, supposedly the world world's longest group ride in terms of like distance you'll ride on one of these tubes or whatever. And it, with the weather and with everything, that place was was insane. That was the most insane water park I've been to. That sounds like a nice place to go honestly and everything is so like immense over there like they they do things like big everything they do is they, they go big and yeah they go too big dude <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> oh man that's it sounds like a place i would want to visit actually oh yeah i think it's important to bring your teammates out and uh i think that's where the real bonding is outside of dota and also keep the mind off in dota so they don't just like burn out Without them even knowing it, because they don't, maybe some of them don't know what burnout is, or whatever it means, and stuff. I mean, it yeah. sounds like you have a really healthy look, like, uh, yeah, way of looking at a lot of the team things, which is not surprising that your guy, you guys have been doing so well lately. I think there's no, there's no secret. There are no secrets and no coincidences. Like, so it's really cool to hear, honestly. Like, I'm, I'm happy you guys are finding like. Uh, yeah, what works for you guys and what works for a lot of teams, honestly. Like, I think a lot of teams should uh, consider doing these things. And of course, it's going to be different for every group, right? Like the needs and, 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 and how to meet these needs. But at the end of the day, some of the things, some of the basic things, they have to be there. And I think all teams and all groups that need that to function well. Yeah, I think a lot of teams, they walk into cabin fever without knowing it as well. Like when you do those boot camps are, are more than a week and you don't take a Sunday off or you don't take like a day off somewhere in the middle or like a couple of days probably if it's longer. You, mm -hmm. at least for me and I think other people share the experience, it gets really hard to keep track of days because you don't have like milestones. Every fucking day looks like breakfast, Dota, sleep, breakfast, Dota, sleep. And you <laughs> like, you remember that game we played? When was it? Oh, I don't have no idea. It could be three days, could be eight days. You know, it's like, ah, uh, it's, it all meshes into one and it, then cabin fever, can happen as well where people kind of get like way more angsty or way more frustrated and yeah i don't think they get to release some things and i think it's really good to take a break as well i think it's so important speaking of dubai water park though did everybody go on the tube like the the hard drop one did you uh, try those? so the hard drop one where the trap out's open right yeah exactly so and just... only me me and saber could do it because brow tomato and uh, my, the uh, the manager, they were too not heavy enough. You need to be oh, really? at least 55 kg. They made you go on a skill. So Dubu was like just borderline. And if he wore like the thing, he was kind of turned green. But the guy was like, uh, no. You know, Dubu was so like sad and oh. stuff. But yeah. So it's like, like my, my tummy came in use this time. Did you, but you, you went, you said. You I went, Saber. I was heavy enough, yes. Me and yeah. Saber went, yeah. Everyone Did else. You get oh, water Brown, your went nose? Brown, Brown went too. Brown went too because he was like a little bit of a tummy, a little bit of chicken uh, tendies okay, lover. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, the chicken tendies guys, the, health, the unhealthy guys, and the tall <laughs> Czech Republic guy could go. They had some good fried chicken in the park. You could have just gone to eat and then gone back. Like, yeah, you know, eat like a couple of kilos. Stop those guys. Stop you. The guy I comes back to two hours later, he's back and he's fine. Like, what the hell did you do, man? We had a we had one of those small po pools closed down as well because a, a baby puked in it, and then, <laughs> and then but it was massive like you couldn't see anything but still out of I guess precautions sad times baby vomit.
Let's talk about maybe some old, uh, I don't know. Let's talk about some old event. Was there, was there an old event that was like super memorable? Uh, is there anything for the, you, Moon, other than, of course, Manila the, and the, shit? The biggest one was ESL one uh, in Cologne, Germany. The one where uh, Miracle swapped roles to play like position yeah, four or something. Yeah. And it was like the most fake position four I've seen in my life. The lion, <laughs> the lion, guy, like, force yeah, yeah, taking every last hit and <laughs> shit. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, that, that was pretty, that was a fun way to go. And then he played, I think Crit played Ricky or something. Yeah. I was playing Darks. I think he was playing Dragon Knight. I, I was playing Dragon Knight. I was yeah. fucking trying. Yeah, we were trying our best with uh, they're like memeing and we still won. I thought that was like one of my most memorable like wits. It was against Navi, yeah. right? I think. Or maybe I think, yeah, was, I think you're right. No, I think yeah. you're right. Wasn't one of the games against Navi in that tournament also that we had Jugger mid on Miracle and they kept trying to gank him. They they had the gank mid strat only. Yeah, yeah. So we play drug mid, dude. <laughs> they only gank mid every game, so we put drug mid, and they kept trying to gank him with like stunning uh, heroes. They just spin, walk back, and and go again. Yeah, at some point, like Amir was getting so emo, but getting getting gank mid every game. So I had my TP already on my batter. So like minute four, minute like I'll be level four batter, level five batter, and they would gank him, and I'll TP immediately, and I get a double kill. So this level three supports will come to like level five batter. Like what the fuck is this? And then you can't die a bat like a batter TP, you know. And it, but they do it anyway because they psycho. And then we win games like that. And I feel like. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, sometimes like you know, like offlaner is not supposed to TP mid, and but like so early. But sometimes I feel like you shouldn't put hard rules in Dota. It's just always it's always so crazy how Dota works. It's like no hard rules. For example, like the uh, we were talking about like offlaner should never my my, my, my teammates would be like offlaner should never TP to the save that under any circumstances. It's so bad if you TP so early game. Then I watched the LGD game where game three I felt like if this brewmaster didn't constantly camp this faith beyond Necrophos. Uh, they will lose that game because Necrophos is like, off leaning as a tiny carry. Winter Wyvern. That's like the freest lane ever. But so if the Necrophos didn't start the game zero and five, Faith Band will one v five the game. But because of all the early rotations and everything, he couldn't. And then they snowballed from that. The game suddenly the score is three to twenty, and suddenly you just lose no matter what heroes you have. Yeah, I think like as a rule of thumb, like. It's good to have like uh, muscle memory and to have like patterns and stuff, but every Dota game is different. And at the end of the day, what should dictate whether or not somebody should rotate or something it has nothing to do with kind of hidden rules. It's just it has only uh, only something to do with how the game looks like. And yeah, I, I like the the approach of like looking at a game and kind of freeing yourself from how it should be usually. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes you get surprised by a team. You know, the the classic were trading towers uh, on side lanes. Sometimes yeah. a team just actually fights, and people are not ready, and you get team wiped, and oh. the whole game looks so bad. And you know, you could be like, "What? Well, what are they doing?" But at the end of the day, they're doing something right. And then, yeah, it's it's cool to just have like an open mind when you look at the game. That's a super PTSD trigger for me, that yeah. one. I was like, guys, there's no way they'll fight. Oh, yeah, there's no way they'll fight. I've yeah, heard you okay, on so okay. many times say, guys, sure, maybe there's no way, but let's just be ready, just in case. You just know. be ready, you know, and then they fight, and we don't talk about it. We, we don't lost... talk about it after the fight. We don't talk about it after the game. They take care of the fight, but, like, we just let that one slide. We like... lost so many streams in, in OG with Johan literally, like, saying, well, what is about to happen, and then it just happens. <laughs> 
So I, I know why he's getting PTSD. And I've, I've been missing this, you know. So when Misha joined Moon, he came, he came up actually with a nice, lot of nice words for us that, that like just explains many things. But he had this one word that he started using. It's like, so like we're watching replay. So he goes, so uh, right now we, we, we're autopilot. Yeah, we, we're yeah, not playing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're <funny>. autopilot. That's <laughs> such a fitting fucking word for Dota players. Like you kill Roche, you get a tower. And there's like autopilot on. Ah, <laughs> like everybody stops talking. Everybody stops playing. They're like, Hmm, BKB, nah, no B. Everybody's like on their in their own fucking world, you know. You stop playing completely, and it's like full autopilot. Yeah. It's oh, it's man. like one of those Dota phenomenons. Uh, I I know what you mean, dude. I've been I've been there. I will be, but the way I've got to circumvent this is I have to be on top of everything, and I need to be like, like yell out, but like, get rid is gonna be T five middle, and nobody would. If I say it like in a regular voice during a scrim, I would be like, uh, putting this white down is gonna be five middle, guys. And then people would be like, oh, five middle, what's going on, huh? Oh shit, five middle. But if I yell it in, in official, I would yell it like, oh, let's give me fight middle, get ready, guys. And everyone's like, battle, battle stats. Uh, <laughs> they're they're ready to fight and stuff. But yeah, sometimes you just see it and then you you, you, you don't know, it's just instinct. You just like split second, it comes to the last second. I kind of, you kind of plan for this kind of stuff. You just, you just feel the fights coming. I thought it's such a cool, intuitive game as well. I keep, yeah, man. I, I wonder if Dota will ever stop having like if they keep keep the game alive and they keep doing this, if it'll always be in my life. I can't imagine life without it. Anyways, anyways, gonna wrap this up. So that was uh, another episode, and a good one, I would say. Always learning, always getting smarter. Look at the always host, reminiscing, post throwing flowers at himself. <laughs> That was a great episode and, that was a great, and, episode. and great hosting. Like I, I did great. No, it's it's all the guests. The guests, the guests he he carried. Wait, am I not a guest anymore? No. Okay, so, I see. No, I'm just like a furniture. Okay, cool. You're exactly your furniture. <laughs> you're a perm now. Okay, good to know. Good to know. Well, Moon, David, thank you so much for for coming on, and um, yeah, I hope to see you again. I. I also hope to see you at the major. I hope the major will happen. I hope everything will go as planned. Um, it's my yeah. pleasure being here. I hope hope to see you guys there too. Maybe Seb can just book a two-hour ticket. It's only just there. I'll be there. Maybe you can cast too. Yeah, we can just see each other again. Maybe have a beer at the after party or something. That'd be awesome, man. Yeah. Seb, how many people have begged you to come now? <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure the whole, like half the world is asking you to come to the I, I would come anyway. I would come anyway. Like I'm, good, I'm good, very good. excited to be in a land environment and like meeting people again, like physically. Like that's why we play Dota for so. Awesome. Well, thank you all. Have a wonderful time. Like and subscribe. <laughs>